On this week's XJ Talk Show, Jeep tries their best to deal with the deja vu training problems of the new Renegade, and FCA has set a huge milestone with 5 million Pentastar engines being made. We cover a post on XJTalk.com about lockers and discuss the dim headlight issue common to Jeeps. Steve gives us some quick Jeep tips, and John has some radio com tech about CB antenna tuning. We spread some of that YouTube love, and you're going to love taking a look at the mind of Nikki G. I bent about a writer calling Wranglers cars, and we play a little Amazon You About What, some reviews, and will and where on the next XJ Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the XJ Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And Well, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles is celebrating a significant production milestone. Yes, they have quit making the Cherokee and uh, everything is all good. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Ford's Pentastar V6 engine surpassing 5 million units earlier this month. The workhorse power plant, as it's so cutely named, is available in three different displacements, powering 14 different models from the Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram brands which means this thing is virtually every one of FCA's American lineup. This 3.6-liter variant is the most common, used in vehicles ranging from the Chrysler 200, which is boosting FCA's numbers significantly right now, to even the Ram 1500. The smaller 3.2-liter edition can be found in the Jeep Cherokee, while the smallest 3-liter package is designed for China market Jeep Wranglers and Jeep uh, Grand Cherokees. Nearly half the company's U.S.-produced vehicles sold in 2015 were equipped with Pentastar engines, which are built at one of two facilities in Michigan or a plant in Mexico. Reports circulating late last year suggest FCA is preparing to add several new variations to the Pentastar family, including a twin-turbocharged V6 that will be aimed squarely at Ford's EcoBoost engines and GM's turbocharged LFX power plants. I, for one, am looking forward to seeing the numbers on that one, that's for sure. A turbocharged 3.6-liter power plant is expected to be introduced late this year under the Jeep Grand Cherokee's hood. Meanwhile, the revised 3.2-liter variant is said to be headed to the 2016 Chrysler Town & Country. seems like FCA has put more of its eggs in one basket with this engine. I guess time will tell if uh, that's a favorable decision or not. 2015 Renegade is, well, back in hot water again, at least reportedly. Now, last week I reported last, uh, last week I reported that 2015 Jeep Renegade is being withheld from dealers due to issues with its nine-speed automatic transmission. You guys may all remember seeing a similar problem in 2013 when the 2014 Jeep Cherokee came out on the market a little late, following a delay with its release due to a, uh, issues with calibrating its new transmission software. The 2015 Jeep Renegade made it to dealers in March this year, and so far the company has sold only 5,157 units. Not a whole lot, and that's across the entire U.S. through March and April. Currently, the company is holding most of the Renegade's inventory in most of the Renegade inventory in Toledo, Ohio, at a two-mile test track alongside scores of Fiat 500X subcompact crossovers, which they share the same platform of. Until they can resolve their ongoing software issues with this nine-speed automatic transmission, they will stay there. Yet some rumors are circulating that the software problem is at FCA, not in the vehicles themselves, which could have prevented the vehicles from being registered in some areas after they were purchased. The vehicles were stored at the former Dana Technology Center about 15 miles northwest of Toledo, Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, simply to keep them from going on to buyers until the problem was fixed. 
Who knows? What we do know is that the FCA has had this problem before with the Cherokee, so this could be history just repeating itself. The transmission is actually pretty standard and should have been extensively tested already, but this just goes to show that you can never be too sure with a complex technology like that. I personally say that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why can these other manufacturers get the job done with two or three less gears? Eh? <laughs> Currently, reports indicate that the issue should be resolved by the end of June and that the deadline is the deadline the company is aiming for at the moment. We don't know if they will be able to meet that date or if there could be other issues preventing them from returning the Renegade to dealers and resuming its sales. But at the moment, we've only seen indications about the transmission acting up. But I'm sure that list is going to grow as time goes on. Hey, I want to say big thanks to all you guys out there who each and every week send me stories to be aired on This Week in Jeep. I can't air them all, so I got to pick and choose. But don't fret, guys. Keep up the great work and keep those stories coming in. If you've got a response to any one of our stories or have a story of your own that you think that we should be talking about, well, send us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJTalk. Take XJTalk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJTalk fix. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Tonight on Wrangler Talk, I explain how a JK and a JKU is like a plate of cheesy nachos. And I'm hungry. We cannot go into this whole food thing again. I'm I'm just going to starve to death, I'm sure. I'm sorry, jalapeno or not jalapeno? Oh, well, jalapeno, of course. Yeah, I know. I know the answer for you and me, Josh. But I had to ask Tammy. She's over there in the in the Northeast. <laughs> they don't know what oh, jalapeno I love, is. Love jalapeno. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, uh, we're here to. Uh, oh, and it'd be nice if you could see us all together, isn't it? Uh, instead of just Tammy. Uh, although some of you might just want to look at Tammy all night. Too bad. There's more than one person on the show. So anyway, a uh, little introduction here. I'm Tony. You know me as Motoroy on XJTalk.com. If you don't know me on XJTalk.com, well, you need to get your ass over there and join up and uh, say hello and uh, post and do things on a forum. Uh, it's a good thing. You guys will, will like it if you just go over there and do it. And uh, here's my uh, my first co-host, the, the oldest co-host, Josh. Yeah, that would be me. And you guys might know me as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ across all the Jeep webs out there. And uh, well, guys, uh, we are here to bring you as much tech as we can, maybe a little bit of entertainment. And of course, talk about XJTalk.com, which is, uh, well, like you've heard earlier, where you go when you're not off road. But uh, there's something special about that website in that it's completely different than all the other ones out there and that you will not see any flaming out there. You will not see somebody saying, here, let me Google that for you. You will not get accosted for asking a question that you may think is stupid or that has been asked multiple times on other forums. No, we encourage that sort of stuff. So for the new Jeep owner or even the veteran one looking for a different perspective on things, by all means, head over to xjtalk.com. And I'm Tammy. You know me as Jeep Mama, and I have a blog. You can check it out at www.jeepmama.com, and you can see all the different social media sites I'm on, and follow me as I experience life in a Jeep, Wrangler, Rubicon. Experiencing life in the slow lane, but enjoying it. Oh. <laughs> the slow, well, you guys, noisy, windy. The slow go-anywhere lane. Let's put it that way. 
You guys can experience us recording the live show, which is usually a lot of fun, uh, each and every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, but we encourage you guys to head over to xjtalkshow.com uh, on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Central, and you guys can join in with other listeners and fans of the show and, and chat in our chat room there. And of course, stream the show live through the website itself. No player to download. Don't even have to have a YouTube app or anything like that. But if you do, you can, of course, still watch the show over at YouTube. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Yeah, we have a, a, a great bit of news to share with everybody tonight. Yeah. Uh, our, one of our uh, sister uh, podcasts on the 4x4 Radio Network is uh, doing gangbusters. I don't think he wears a dress, though. I, I haven't uh-huh. seen that. So, I mean, it might be... Yeah. I, think, I think he would for the download numbers he's getting. Yeah. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. We so, so I don't think I'm telling anything out of turn here. Uh, no. uh, Dan uh, uh, reached out to me a couple of days ago, uh, maybe three days ago, and, and told me that uh, uh, Stitcher, which is one of the services that you can listen to this show on, uh, mm-hmm. stream or download. And uh, like if you have an Android, it's kind of like the iTunes for the Android. Uh, but uh, somebody reached out to him from Stitcher and asked, uh, uh, hey, Dan, would you mind if we used one of your shows? Toyota is doing a promotion uh, about uh, living off-road, off-roading, overlanding, mm. that type of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and Dan thought about it for a negative 0.3 seconds and <laughs> said yes. <laughs> I'm sure the answer in. was coming out of his <laughs> mouth before the uh, the other person could even finish their sentence. And uh, he was he, knew, he didn't even care if they bought him dinner. It's, it was just yes. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so he was only uh, the, the 4x4 uh, podcast. Uh, Dan and Craig uh, over there at the uh, that that show they kind of cover off roading, overlanding, uh, a lot of good food segments, which uh, are, are always great. It's always oh, fun to man. listen to He's the got food some stuff. Awesome recipes yeah. on there. <laughs> Look, we can we can fluff up the four by four podcast uh, all night long. But guys, uh, if you don't know about it already, well, you can head over to the four by four radio network and not yes. only catch this show but also Dan's show as well as many others as well. Yeah, just tell, mention real quick. It's uh, if you're into Land Rovers or just curious about them, there's uh, the Center Steered podcast, and I think everybody's interested in ATVs and UTVs oh, and, and off-road so much fun. and off-road motorcycles. So the Muddy yeah. Microphone podcast is there as well. So you can just go over there, hit the play button, and just sit there for hours, literally hours, listening to all the podcasts from these four great shows. And uh, take uh, and if you like, take a moment to go over to Stitcher.com/slash top lists slash trd uh, hyphen pro or a minus sign pro we'll have that in the show notes but you can rewind this and listen to that again and and find it uh you know as you're listening to this so anyway just want to mention uh our affiliation with the 4x4 radio network and those other great podcasts and uh well that's uh that's about as much fun as you can have with your pants on which we were talking about earlier yeah that's a little bit of that pre-show fun we're talking about (laughs) all right let's get to guys I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to give them the link one more time. Sure. www.4x4radionetwork.com. www.4x4radionetwork.com. Now let's get over to a quick Jeep tip with Steve, 4.3 LXJ. This is Steve, 4.3 LXJ, with a quick Jeep tip. Always carry sunscreen, particularly at high altitude. All of us flatlanders that live down in the pollution and all that stuff, we really don't know what sunburn is. But when you get up in the mountains and the ultraviolet rays are really bright, a day in the sun can cook you. 
and sunscreen can save you a lot of misery. <laughs> it's funny when he said all of us, I was, just knew he was going to say white people. All, all yeah. of us white people. <laughs> You know, um, I've uh, I've got a sunroof in my Cherokee, and which is the next best thing to an open top Wrangler, mm-hmm. and uh, or or any any uh, open top Jeep for that matter. Um, I've I've actually gotten a little bit of that red forehead before, oh, sure, uh, and it is no no fun. A little bit on that nose, yeah. So I look like a lifeguard when I'm out wheeling in the summer. Sometimes got a little bit of that white stuff uh, there on the nose to keep uh, keep things from blistering up and turning too red. Tammy, do you get uh, red uh, pretty quick? driving around yes. topless yeah i do um but sometimes it just depends on the angle of the sun and oh sure yeah time of year yeah you get half your side of your face is red or one arm is red oh no i've, the other I've got just from my commute i've got one arm every year yes. that from about may to october is darker than the other so yep. it's yeah yeah, I know all about the uh, the half and half and the farmer's tan. What was that? The yep. la- the lady in the lake where the the guy had the one really muscular leg and the one really muscular arm. You didn't see that one, did you, Josh? I don't. You got to recall. You have to exactly. see that. It was it, it was so strange. Does, re- does remind me of a recent Skittles commercial and an episode of Family Guy, but uh, we won't go into. <laughs> well, we got some voicemails tonight, so uh, let's uh, and and from uh, some people we hadn't heard from before. I'm sorry, uh, recently and before, I believe. So let's get over to our voicemails. Hey, this is Tony, and this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24/7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey guys, it's Cody with TrailChasers.net. I've been absent for a while because my wife is 16 weeks pregnant, and during that time she's been hospitalized three times with kidney stones. I've learned that she is way tougher than I am, and I've learned how to sleep in emergency room chairs. With that said, I sold the TJ to get a WJ for a larger vehicle as the family grows. I'm really excited to share the wheeling addiction with my kid, so I'm a first-time father looking to the XJ Talk group for tips on what to do when taking your people McNuggets out on the trail. Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I can't tell you how many family guys I, I wheel with. There's another reference to a Yeah, I was show. just no. thinking. Uh, <laughs> Two pretty quick, that. short notices. No, I, I wheel a lot of family guys and, uh, and and several guys who I've known for many many years uh, before and after fatherhood, uh, and uh, and and I've picked up tips and tricks from them uh, because kids once they once they get to a certain point can handle the rigors of off road. Obviously, you do want to wait until they can support the weight of their own head, uh, but <laughs> after that point, it's open season, man. Uh, and as long as they can, uh, they can, you know, kind of see over the dash, they're going to have a lot of fun. It's really, I think that's the key point is once they can actually enjoy what you're doing and kind of see where you're going and all that stuff. Um, and by all means, you got to get them in the booster seat, into the car seat or whatever, securing the little nuggets, as it were, into the back of the Jeep is by all means very important. Uh, but snacks, man, snacks, music and beverages, that's where it's all at. And a whole bunch of hand wipes. So, Tammy, do you allow people to eat and drink inside your Jeep? Yeah, I don't care. There's French fries on the floor. <laughs> did you give up? Goldfish. There's, you know. <laughs> it looked like you look when you did the what the hand uses like ah, I gave up. It's almost yeah. like I got the Sierra. I said no, and it was like that went to hell in a handbasket quick. Yeah, it, it's like when we got a dog. The uh, my wife said he, the dog's not going to be sleeping in the bed with us, and I think it was about three days before he was sleeping in the bed with us. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, look- now the one 
I'm just looking at her going, have you ever had a dog before? I mean, an inside dog? Come on. <laughs> now, one thing I will say to Cody is uh, is one of the big things, you're, one of the most biggest troubles you're going to face is how to keep the kid entertained on the way to the trail. Oh, yeah. That yes. will be a whole nother story altogether. Because once you get there, well, there will be plenty of fun to be had. But the drive there and the drive back can be, uh, well, a little bit well, testing. you know, the drive, the drive back, the drive back's not so bad because you're just uh, you're glad to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> and trees, chances are the chances birds. are the kid's gonna be tuckered out i can't tell you how many times driving in the caravan of jeeps and and uh uh-huh. and driving by each one that's got you know family in it and sure enough all the kids just completely Wiped tuckered out. out yeah that's the biggest problem for me is is getting my kids to come they're like it just takes too long to get there Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I, I would much rather, you know, if I could spend five minutes drive someplace to go off road, spend hours over there, and then five minutes to come home, it'd be great. You could almost drag the Jeep back. Fantastic. You could almost drag the Jeep back if something broke, you know? So <laughs> five minutes, I can drag it back. All right. Well, let's get over to Scott. Boy, we went long on that voicemail. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, guys. This is Scott. Um, I just wanted to give a little quick story about what happened over the weekend. So I noticed I had a oil leak coming from the oil filter adapter. So I do what I usually do, go on the internet and look for some how-to videos, maybe a write-up. And what is the first video that pops up is a video of a guy by the name Nick G. (laughs) That couldn't be. Is that really Nicky G? So I click on it, and the first few seconds of the the, uh, video... I was kind of serious. I thought to myself, this can't be Nikki G. <laughs> and then right Just as wait. I thought that, what do you know? It's those little zinger in the video. So it <laughs> must him, be all right. <laughs> I just wanted to give him a shout out. He um, explained it pretty well and how to go about changing the O-rings and stuff. And um, Nikki G, my hat's off to you. You made a simple job, even simpler. Thank you. <laughs> and that's all I got to say. Take care, guys. Simpler I don't know if that's simpler. a compliment or not. Uh, that's I mean, a, what do you call those? A backhanded compliment? Backhanded compliment, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Nikki G, he kind of brings it on himself. And I'm, I'm looking forward. To, yeah, you guys haven't heard it yet. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the uh, from the mind of Nikki G tonight. You'll, uh, I'll just say this. There's uh, special effects. And I didn't put them in there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. Uh, so, well, I hope you get that oil leak fixed. I know I had a, a problem with mine. Uh, one of the uh, three O-rings that are in there uh, went flat on me, and uh, it was it was strange because it, it was a brand new set of O-rings. Uh, they they may have been old. Uh, the whole gasket set that I used, I think, was old. Not just the the O-rings, but uh, replaced them and uh, didn't have a another problem with that engine till the valve dropped. <laughs> so, mm. but uh, uh, I don't have an oil leak one on this engine. The only uh, leak that I'm having is I've got a little bit of a drip from uh, the uh, transmission line that I just need to to clip and uh, hose clamp and be done with. So uh, I'm I'm very been very happy with this engine, uh, not having any issues with it. So let's get to our uh, our final voicemail, and uh, this is also from Cody. Oh, this is for you, uh, Tammy. Hey guys, this is Cody with TrailChasers.net. Tammy was talking about her recent trip to Roush Creek, and she was concerned about denting her new daily driver Jeep Rubicon. Don't worry about it, Tammy. Most new Jeep owners have that same problem. They're worried about wrecking their brand new vehicle that they're still making payments on. And what I found to be the best cure for that is to go out into the garage and get a hammer. 
and take that hammer to one of the quarter panels of the Jeep and just smack it. Not real hard. Just smack it enough to leave a dent. And then after that, it won't matter. You'll go bang that thing on rocks all day long. Good luck with that. I could just see Tammy's husband come out there. What the hell are you doing? I might just do that and take some some pictures of myself with a hammer. You know, that'd be a great, that would be a great blog post, wouldn't it? There's a, oddly enough, there is a great deal of truth to that because uh, after I, uh, I did a couple of modifications to my Jeep, um, I was very proud of it and it was right before I went on a, on a wheeling trip and uh, uh, I can't remember what it was that I had just added to it. It might've been, uh, might've been another couple inches of lift or something like that. In any case, uh, no, I know what it was. It was the locker, locker installs right after I got my front locker installed, um, went wheeling and uh, there was a, it was a wet, snotty trail big uphill with a bit of a uh, bit of a climb right at the top and uh, and I hit this line and the Jeep just kind of bounced off a rock went sideways a little bit just the front end kind of shifted directly sideways laterally and nailed my front quarter panel right into it a protruding root that came out of a stump Uh-oh. that was higher mm-hmm. up on the trail just completely demolished the quarter uh, or the uh, the front corner of my um, uh, header panel and uh, didn't mess up the core support really too bad but narfed up a light pretty good. And, uh, and boy, I tell you what, after that, uh, that experience, I was like, eh, a little bit of brush scratch, a little dent in the door here and there. Well, I've dented this now. Well, I've dented that now. And it's really not that big of a deal after you get something like that out of the way. Um, really something like hitting, (laughs) hitting the side with a hammer really isn't all that big of a deal. (laughs) Yeah. It's very sickening. It's like when I, I ruined my, uh, uh, lower quarter panel, I guess that's the only, uh, the, well, no rocker panel. I'm sorry ruined the uh, rocker panel on a submerged uh, tree stump and I just felt sick sick at my stomach I just did it just bothered me uh, didn't like it and uh, now that I was able to uh, uh, fix it and cover it up I'm okay so I'm not so no, so worried about it of course now I have sliders too they tell me yeah come on out you don't need sliders it's just sand you don't have to worry about it and of course yeah, right. and then I get up on a, a tree uh, a tree stump submerged tree stump they're telling me what come to this side of the tree stump tree stump what are you talking about so yeah for me um last time i was out i was riding the the tree line really close and i could just hear the branches scraping the you know tree. that doesn't bother me so the body damage doesn't bother me as much as some rock pushing up on something underneath the engine oh yeah i mean uh like uh, bre- breaking a transfer case or something especially if you have a uh a transfer case skid in your garage at home. That would be horrible. All right. So let's get over to some uh, YouTube love. Mm-hmm. Every week, guys, we pull a few names out of the hat. Well, four to be exact. And these are in no particular order. Over 800 subscribers and knocking on the door of a quarter million views. You guys are doing some great work. Keep up that good work. And, uh, well, if you haven't subscribed yet, by all means, do so now. And you might just get on the list and, well, get out on the airwaves. First on our list tonight. I got a tough one. VR. Uh, Virtual reality itself has subscribed to our YouTube channel. There you go. Yay. We have entered the matrix. We got uh, Adriano Jujuba. Gesundheit. Eh. Beth Myers. <laughs> Giving you guys all the easy ones. Uh, no. Well, except for Tony. I, I went ahead and got you back on this one. Oh, uh, no. Samuel Patel. Very nicely done. <laughs> wow. Guys, get your name on our list and get your name you. right on the Thank air. A little bit of love out there for our YouTube subscribers. YouTube.com slash XJTalk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now we get to look, uh, go to the mind of Nikki G. Oh, 
the man himself. <laughs> well, there's no proof of that. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, sorry I haven't been around much this week. I've been battling in an addiction problem. Yeah, I was addicted to soap. But don't worry, I'm clean now. <laughs> it's uh, just so bad. Squeaky clean. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Only from the mind of Nikki G, I swear. <laughs> and and there's another. Hey, this is uh, Nikki G. And uh, I want to talk to all the out there that uh, take up two parking spaces <laughs> namely uh, BMW owners and Corvette owners and other man with uh, middle age problems we won't go there <laughs> but there's cheat. a pill for that now <laughs> uh, tired of you guys taking up two parking spaces you're worried about your precious pride and joy getting scratched there's an easy solution to it the safest parking spot in the world is next to Josh's Honda. Your car will never get hit next to, next to Josh's Honda. It'll take the hit for you. It's a throw All right, down. gentlemen and ladies, I will chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. Oh, yes, my Honda. Taking one for the team since, uh, what would that be, 2012, 2013? Yeah, just... Uh... Not just taking one, but taking a few. That's no, right. Thanks, Nikki G. A little friendly jab there. Appreciate it. This has been... From the mind of Nikki G. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff, Nikki G. Good stuff. And sound effects, too. He's he's branching out. <laughs> I know, man. This guy's got talent. <laughs> okay. So let's get over to a, uh, a, a quick radio com tech segment from uh, uh, John. You know him as Pre-Runner, bleh, Pre-Runner 1982 on uh, xjtalk.com. I'm, I'm sitting here quickly searching the board to find the... Uh, <laughs> to find the one to play. And I didn't find it. Well, guys, out there for our listeners who are might be new to the show, Radio Comtech is a segment that we air every so often uh, that covers things, well, like you might have guessed, radio and communications. Uh, this will range anywhere from CB to uh, string and cup uh, to even ham radio. <laughs> And, uh, of course, everything that comes with that. And there is a lot of stuff to learn and to know. And, uh, well, hopefully we will have a quick tip for you guys. They'll be point you in the right direction of we making do. sure that your comm equipment is operating the best it can. And now it's time for some radio comm tech. Another warrior is on the mesa. This is John, pre-runner 1982, with Radio Comtech Quick Tip. If you have an adjustable tip antenna and you're making adjustments to dial in the SWR, make sure to put the cap back on the end before taking a reading, as it could have a slight effect. Also, to make it easier to get the cap on and off, as you'll probably be making multiple adjustments, lubricate it with some soapy water or maybe something found in the nightstand drawer. This is John, pre-runner 1982, clear. You know, there's one thing that I've used in, uh, and uh, guys, a little Careful. background. I, well, I know. No, no. Uh, but uh, no, there's uh, something that I've used for, for many, many years. And uh, guys, I've worked, uh, I have had worked for nearly a decade in the automotive electronics industry 
And I have done countless thousands upon thousands of installs on virtually every vehicle and uh, ranging across all sorts of kinds of tech and gear. Uh, but one thing I have used to lube up wires or other things to slide them through other things is uh, Windex. <laughs> Easy there, Tony. Simmer down now. Uh, but no, guys, if you're, if, you, if, you're pulling, if you're pulling wires through a grommet in the firewall uh, or perhaps maybe even putting, uh, pulling and put, uh, putting that cap back on and off of your antenna while you tune it, you know, spritz a little bit of Windex in there. It's inert. It doesn't affect anything. And uh, hey, guess what? In five minutes, it'll be dry. And it smells all ammonia. Ammonia. ammonia I think there's a lot of stuff in there for Clean. Josh's subconscious. But, yeah, uh, that's true. That's that's very true. <laughs> I'll have to poke him again. And then uh, uh, don't take that the wrong way, Josh. Uh, <laughs> get him to talk about lube and poking. <laughs> Jeez, I, this has gone downhill quick. <laughs> or uphill, depending on how you swing. So uh, anyway, let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's move on from there rather quickly. Uh, and, uh, oh, campfireside chat. Greetings, earthlings. You know, I have seen the uh, Kona heads back on TV again. Did you see some, that? Like, I thought that was hilarious. commercial or something. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's a retread. <laughs> I re- know this. <laughs> they're retreading the khakis. Are you talking to 3 o'clock in the morning? Meh, <laughs> meh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I can't believe they wheeled Dan Aykroyd it for that one. That was great. I was really surprised. There's a there's a couple of those uh, State Farm commercials now that they still use the same shot the, uh, for State Farm, but they've changed the people uh, that mm. are talking to State Farm. But there's like yeah. two two different uh, uh, spins off of that. I thought that commercial was hilarious. I've only I've out. only seen the one, so I'll have to uh, have to go out there and look for the. Oh, other, you haven't but, seen the Conehead uh, ones then? I've seen the Conehead one. I've seen one of them. Right. I don't know if, if there's two of them or not. Well, it's, so. But it's not a conehead one. It's a different one. Uh, oh, it's a okay. different kind of spin they put on it with a uh, different two people. Or maybe it's the same people done differently. I can't remember. Mm. But when I saw the, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin doing it, I thought, oh, my God, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is a big deal. Priceless. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about old Saturday Night Live skits. We are here to talk about Jeeps. And uh, one thing that I wanted to uh, kind of bring to the, to the campfire, as it were, um, was uh, a Cherokee that I saw in traffic uh, just this week while in my commute. And and I had to take a picture of it, and I'm going to do my best here to get this up here for the... Uh, uh, hang on, let me get uh, over where I can show everybody. Oh, uh, okay. I'll get this up here for the uh, okay. for our live audience viewers. And uh, I had to take a couple few pictures, so let me just very briefly uh, grab the one that is going to uh, look the best here. I'm going to hold this up for you live viewers out there. And this is basically just a shot of a Cherokee in one of my mirrors as uh, as that's, he's driving uh, that's alongside well framed. of me. Yeah. So um, this Cherokee was experiencing something that a lot of Cherokee owners suffer and virtually, well, any of us XJ owners who have bought a Cherokee uh, pretty much bone stock and no, hasn't uh, anything done to it yet. No lift syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, but he was suffering from the dim headlight syndrome. Oh, and yeah. what that is, guys, let me just give you a brief uh, history as to what causes that the factory wiring that uh, Chrysler put in the front of the Cherokees, uh, not very conducive to passing along a lot of voltage, especially to the headlights. No. So by the time the voltage goes through from the battery, through the power distribution center, through the relays, through the switch, and back out to the headlights, well, uh, you're only going to see about 9.5 to 10.5 volts. And uh, if you yeah, guys know anything about electricity really, yeah. and lights... Yeah, that's well, those not, you know, those seal halogens aren't that aren't that bright to start with. Now they are a lot no, better. They're, they're a lot better if you get the, get good wiring on there. Let me right. ask Tammy real quick. Tammy, how are the headlights on your JK? 
I think they're fine. Okay. Well, you would notice it if you were driving a, even a TJ. I mean, the TJ, yeah. when we got it, the, the lights were dim. They had the same uh, Cherokee problem. So I was just curious yep. how the, if they had yeah, taken no, care my, of that in Wranglers. I think my lights on my, um, the vehicle I had before my Wrangler, I didn't like them at all. I could hardly see anything. But oh, I, that's interesting. I think, yeah. yeah. So that must this be a recent is, change. This problem is not exclusive to the Cherokees. In fact, this problem uh, spans virtually every vehicle manufacturer out there. And it's basically the same exact thing, is that you've got a lot of stuff that happens between the battery, the switch, relays, and the headlights. Before that voltage gets to the headlights, it's got to go through all that stuff. Well, they're cheaping and out after, on the wires, aren't they? I mean, they're using well, low-gauge wiring. Yeah, that's part of it is is the gauge of the wiring. The other side of it is, well, after you know, 15, 20 years of being on the road, <laughs> things yeah. kind of corrode a little bit. Sure. Well, that's, the, the electrons don't flow through the it's wires. like a resistor, as, right? Yeah, quite as well as they used to. So what is the fix, you might ask? Well, the very, very first step would be to uh, maybe put a set of really decent headlights in there. And that would be something like the Sylvania Silver Stars, which, uh, as far as a sealed beam goes, is about as good as you can get. Now, next step up from that would be to go to an H4 conversion. Now, all of these still doesn't address the issue as to what am I going to do about the voltage going to the lights. Now, you can put better performing lights in there, but uh, is that really going to solve the issue? Well, you still have an underlying problem that has to be addressed, and the fix for that is a different harness. Now, you're right. thinking, oh, geez, I got to rewire my Jeep? No, it's not like that. You're not going to be pulling out wiring harnesses and, and making a bunch of weird connections. In fact, the upgrade harness for the headlight, this headlight fix um, they start relatively cheap, anywhere from around thirty to about sixty bucks, and I think the most expensive one is about a hundred. Um, hey, Josh, uh, it's all yeah. These lights are they still halogen, or are you going to LEDs? Well, in fact, you can go either way. Once you do this wiring upgrade, you can pretty much do anything from a c keeping your sealed beams, which will love the new voltage and perform very well, or you can step up to an H4 conversion, or you can even go with something like an LED swap or um, projection, uh, HID, you know, if you will. Yeah, it's interesting. If you went LED, you could probably use the, the wiring that's there. Because it doesn't require as give, much. Yeah, because the LEDs, yeah, they don't require... Well, they, they like to see the higher voltage, but they don't require a lot of amperage. Yeah, not a lot um, of current. Yeah, not a lot of current going through those. So, guys, if you have the dim headlight fix, very easy fix. Uh, you can start with uh, with some with some good quality bulbs, but I, but trust me, your best investment is going to be one of these upgrade headlight harnesses. Mm -hmm. um, IPF makes it, makes one. Um, I think that's I the $100 believe, one. That is the that is the most expensive one. Going down from there would be um, LMC Truck offers one, I believe. That, that's and, the one uh, I recommend. I have that in mine, the ninety nine, and I put put it in the TJ as well. So it works on either platform. And these are virtually plug and play. The bottom yeah, of the list really would is. be the Putco harness, which you can find on eBay, and uh, and it works very very well. Doesn't have quite the quality of components that the others do, but nonetheless, it still does what it's supposed to. And you guys can get these very cheap. And uh, well, the, the LMC, installation is plug and play. Yeah, I think the LMC is uh, thirty bucks with ten dollars shipping. So it's four. Oh, outstanding! It's, it's like forty bucks. Yeah, that's very affordable. And and all you gotta do, pull out your headlights. It's like four screws to make that happen on each side. Um, that just holds the retaining ring uh, and that keeps that light in place. Uh, and you plug this harness into the existing. Uh, headlight plugs. That's right. You use the plugs that are plugged up to the headlights. You plug this harness in, you run a power cord, you attach a ground, literally two connections, mm -hmm. all done right there at the battery. You run a set of new wires that are already included, already terminated, already have the same kind of plugs that your headlights are used to, 
And, uh, and well, the rest is going to be, uh, well, great night vision. How about that? And I did a write-up uh, on, uh, I think it was on my 98, whenever I uh, installed the IPF headlights and the 88 110-watt mm-hmm. bulbs <laughs> in there. Uh, I actually did the LMC harness and did a little write-up, so you can do a search over there on xgtalk.com and, and see how easy it is. And you may be thinking, okay, well, well I don't understand. If you're using the, the current wiring and then you're just adding more wiring, how is that going to help? Well, well it uses you're, you're actually yeah you're actually just using uh, the uh, existing headlight uh, circuitry to trigger a relay. That's right. Because the harness is actually going straight to the battery. So now, what does a relay do? Now we've covered this in previous XJ talk shows and in electrical and audio tips on on uh, on prior episodes. But uh, basic thing is it's an electromagnetic switch, and once that switch is is closed, it will pass current from one contact to another. That current just so happens to be coming straight from the battery, going right through the relay, straight to the headlights through much better wiring yeah, much than what, uh, what is in there now. Is so, it just yes, going it, through less wiring? Is that what it's doing? Well, the, the well, gauge no. of the wiring is actually, the, the size of the wire is actually larger, so it will, and, it will handle more current. And current okay. is and what's giving way, you the, the brightness of the light. Right. And in a way, Tammy, yes, you're right. It, it is going through through less because uh, essentially it's it's not having to travel through the power distribution center, the switch, and the factory relays. It's going uh, essentially straight from the battery through a relay, which is essentially almost like going through nothing at all and right to the headlights. So uh, with any one of these harnesses, you can go from 9.5 to 10.5 volts to whatever your alternator is putting out, which should be right around 14.4 volts. Oh, and of course you mentioned the alternator. That's another good thing that you can do is upgrade the wiring to the alternator and the battery. Uh, because that will allow you to get more power to everything else. So, and that might actually speed up your uh, your power locks and uh, power, especially the power windows, getting a little extra mm-hmm. voltage into those motors. So, there's Good a lot stuff. of things that you can do that that aren't very expensive that make a will make a huge difference to your Cherokee. So, I was going to talk about the uh, the temp of my Jeep, but I see <laughs> no, in the show weren't. notes I can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm just so darn excited because I know the the problem. <laughs> Tammy, anything interesting going on in your world that you're not going to be covering later? Um, because I still haven't put my broken shifter knob back together. Oh my no, God! How can you drive that, that way? The other moms are looking at you, going, "Oh, I can't believe she didn't fix no, that." No, it's yet. my transfer case shifter knob, so I haven't used it yet. But I really need to get to that this weekend. But I've been so busy with soccer and Boy Scouts and dinner and you know all that mom stuff I have to do. And the interesting thing is, none of your kids are in those things, right? <laughs> None of my kids what are are actually in soccer or Boy Scouts or it's a yeah. joke. You're stalking kids is what I was referring to. Uh, so don't forget to use Loctite on that. Uh, is it one or more set screws? Um, it's just one, and actually, um, I think it's Gorilla Glue. My husband bought some. He's like, you should just use this and just. Well, you glue. might want to take it off um, in the future. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably don't want to do that because Gorilla Glue is pretty much gonna make it a permanent installation. Well, that's and what I'm you, like. I, you know, what if I change my mind and I want something else? You know, exactly. Well, or let's let's say you have to remove that bezel, that right. center console, to maybe put a gauge or a couple of switches in it, or maybe it cracks or something, and and you need to replace yeah. it or. Or get to you know get get to uh, the transmission from the top or you know something along those lines. There could be any number of reasons that would you would need to remove that knob. And uh, trust me, if you use Gorilla Glue, that set screw is going to make a lick of difference. Yeah, you'd You're wind not up get that knob. Off. Yeah, you'd wind up cutting the thing uh, yep. off, not not off the the shifter, but the knob itself. You'd have to cut it off. Right. So I'm just going to use some some blue Loctite, not the super glue, and um, I'll just 
I, and I also might, someone suggested if you drill a teeny little hole where the set screw goes in and get a longer set screw, um, that might help it from rattling loose. I too. don't know. I don't know that that would make a difference. Uh, I think if you had more than one set screw, it might make a difference. Or if that, that longer hole was threaded, but you'd have to wind up drilling a hole and then threading it and then getting it. Now, different. there are, just for our listeners out there, there are several different kinds of Loctite out there. Of course, Loctite, the company, has a huge line of products. But the actual Loctite, what we're talking about, the thread locker material, the thread locker fluid, uh, comes in several different flavors. And uh, you want to make sure you use like the one. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you use the one uh, that is uh, semi-permanent, meaning that you could remove it. Uh, right. And uh, because if I think the the red is like permanent. The red permanent, is like and, the super duper. Yeah. And, and I was going to say I think, is the next step down from that. And I was going to say if you put blue on there and you have problems with it, I would go with the red. Uh, I would go ahead and try the red and then risk it as far as having to break the knob off there or something. But I would do the red before I went with super glue though. Or uh, gorilla glue. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try the blue first, and because I don't I never put Loctite on it the first time, so we'll try it this time. Yeah, blue will probably do it for you. Uh, I think it just has to do with the vibrations, especially yeah. when you're off road, uh, and Jeeps mm -hmm. vibrate anyway. So, eh, well, I'm sure that has something to do with it. Now, I'll mention I, I told uh, the guys here, the, my co-host earlier, that uh, because of the uh, uh, now that I understand what the overheating issue is, uh, is just a gauge issue. Uh, I think I got up to like 220 today coming home. It was, it was a hot day, uh, but uh, it was it was telling me to pull over and bail out uh, of the Jeep. It was so hot on the gauge, uh, mm -hmm. on the, 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 the stock gauge, and I just laughed and kept going. Uh, <laughs> but uh, because of this, because now I, I know I can drive places and, and, and the gauge is lying to me, uh, I might actually go off-road. So I was, uh, I was talking... <gasps> Yes, I was talking to Dean Murray today uh, via Facebook chat, and uh, he's up in College Station, very close to the uh, Texas Off-Road uh, Park, which uh, I've heard uh, several people say they really enjoy that uh, uh, that place because it's less mud, more uh, rock and type thing. I don't think it's like the type size rocks that you've gone over, Josh, and I'm not really mm -hmm. looking forward to doing anything like that uh, on my uh, um, sixth wheeling adventure, uh, yeah. you know, so... <laughs> But uh, anyway, I, I touched base with Dean Murray today, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, come on, let's go. And, you know, let's just let's get together and go." So, I uh, may actually be driving uh, driving out an hour or so to an off road park uh, here uh, within, uh, I guess it's a hundred or so miles from from the house, and uh, actually taking the Jeep off road. All that work and effort that I've put into it, actually using it for something besides driving back and forth to work on. Well, you'll have to take well, videos. Oh, well, no, that, well, you I plan know to. It. He's. He's got more video equipment to record that adventure than you could shake a stick at. No, that'll be uh, that'll be great, and I can't wait to hear how that goes. You're listening to a four x four radio network podcast. This is Steve four point three LXJ with a quick Jeep tip. Always carry plenty of water with you, even when you're four wheeling. You don't realize how dehydrated you can get. And enough water with you will keep it so that you're nice and comfortable and you don't have those funny things happening to you because you're just too dry. Was that a Bruce Jenner reference? I don't know what he meant. Oh. Funny things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to defame a hero. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Good lord. Anyway, uh, we won't get into the political side of things like I like to. Uh, let's. But we will get uh, into get the some, some reviews. reviews. Yeah. Yeah. These are some stuff that we can get into, and uh, we encourage you guys uh, as often as you can uh, to head over to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And uh, leave us that five-star rating. And, of course, type in a little bit of a review. Uh, a little pal on the back, constructive criticism. Either way, we will take it from you guys. You know, I don't think Whether Tammy's like ever read one of these reviews. Let's let her do one of these. Yeah, Tammy, why don't you go ahead and take this first one? Okay. Good Jeep Show by C.R. Richard Thompson on May 21st, 2015. He gave us a five-star rating. Good all-around Jeep Show. Tony and Josh mainly cover the Cherokee XJ. However, there's plenty of information on Jeeps in general. Tamley mainly covers the new Wrangler JK from the perspective of a first slash second time <laughs> Jeep owner. <laughs> That's right. Very good summary of the show and uh, outstanding uh, with that rating. Good work there by C. Richard Thompson. Appreciate you taking the time. C. Uh, Richard this, Thompson. That, that was John Boy from uh, that, uh, that show a while back, wasn't it? Oh. Now you're going to make me jog my memory. <laughs> Good Lord, that was a timely reference. Good night, John Boy. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? The uh, the Waltons. The Waltons. Thank yep, you. The yeah, the Walnuts. <laughs> well, we got another one here. Jeep Rockin' oh, Good Time by Thomas. Jeepin' CJ5 on June 2nd. Uh, gave us a five-star rating. Love listening to these guys. Full of information and entertaining as well. Keep up the good work. Signed, Jeepin' CJ5. <laughs> That's great. Thank you very much for your reviews, guys. We really, really do appreciate them. What were you saying, Tommy? Uh, t- Tommy, Tammy. I was saying his name, and I, am, I lost. Richard it. Thomas. Yeah, Richard Thomas. Yeah, I knew it was close. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, it is. It's close enough. Thompson, Thomas. It's yeah, close yeah. enough to make, make people go, ah, that's not yeah. quite it though. Which is which good is good enough of, for this show. Which is which <laughs> yeah. is which is part awesome. of the fun. <laughs> hey, well, uh, this is fun. a this is a new segment that we uh, Josh and Tammy and I talked about a while back, and we just I don't know, we just never did do it. And then yeah. I saw this uh, this post up on the uh, xjtalk.com site, and I thought this is a perfect post to help uh, showcase. The, the type of questions and the type of help that you can get on xjtalk.com. So, uh, Josh, take it away. Well, one of the topics that we hear a lot about in the Jeep world are lockers. And uh, this person, Texas XJ, uh, posted up a thread called Affordable Lockers, asking a question. Does such a thing exist that isn't crap? I've heard Yukon <laughs> Spartan lockers suck, and frankly, I can't understand how they work. Has anyone used them? Are they worth spending the money on or is there something better out there I don't know about? Comparable in price. I'd love some electric lockers or an air locker, but I'm not made of money. Well, <laughs> aren't we all not <laughs> made of money? And I can relate to this uh, all too well. JeepFan77 replied, I have Dana 30 Aussie locker front and a Chrysler 8.25 Richmond gear lock right, lock right in the rear. I can tell you they work great together, but driving off pavement and four-wheel drive is a chore. <laughs> not that you should but I just regeared to 456 to accommodate my 30, my 33s and it likes to pull hard and four wheel drive off road. They are wonderful for me. And indeed, just really quick before we move on, guys do not drive on dry pavement in four wheel drive. Uh, it was really, really hard on your drivetrain and you will likely do some damage to your vehicle. There are more and, replies and available. I just want to make Go sure ahead. that you have a NP 242. So you know that, that it does have a setting for that. 
It does. Now, even with that, and I've got, I have a Spartan locker up in the front of my Dana 30 and, and I love it. Now, granted, um, it is a little bit interesting, uh, when I first put it on to get used to, uh, <laughs> as a daily driver, especially it in, wants to uh, go straight, lots. doesn't it? Whenever you go to turn, well, it and- does very much want to go straight. Now you will hear a sound like your axle is about ready to fall out from underneath your Jeep. When you make a turn for the, especially a tight turn mm-hmm. for the very first time. Uh, you will hear the two halves of the locker overrunning them, uh, overrunning each other with this kind of a locker. And now a Spartan and an Aussie and uh, even a Laka locker are all pretty much of the same kind of design and are meant to do this. Uh, and they basically, as the differential spins, one wheel spins faster than the other, and the two halves of the locker have to overrun each other. This is usually done by the spider gears. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we but, don't want to uh, get too too far into that because yeah, that's kind of the adventure of reading the post. Because <laughs> that they actually go into that. Steve talks about the oh, what did you call good. it? The locker is that the it? Locker, locker. Yeah. yeah. He he talks about that. Kka. He talks about that in this post, and you guys need to go over there to uh, xjtalk.com and and look for. Uh, the the title affordable lockers with the question mark and that's by uh, Texas XJ. So yeah, a lot of good a lot of good uh, posts in there, guys, and a lot of good information both on this topic as well as many others. And we will be bringing topics like this uh, to each and every show of the XJ Talk Show as the weeks go on. So look forward to more tech in the XJ Talk Show. Shut up and listen. Shut up. <laughs> so shut up. You don't shut up. Man, shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, Tony and Josh. Tonight I'm going to vent a little. Um, you know, I really, really don't like it when the media doesn't give the whole story or fails to report all the facts. Um, I recently read a Forbes magazine article. It was 15 new cars to avoid. So here's a quote from the author. There's a dearth of truly wretched cars in the market for us to openly and readily ridicule. Guess what? The Jeep Wrangler and the Wrangler Unlimited were number seven on the list of cars to avoid. Honestly, I bet this author has never ridden in a Jeep Wrangler or a Wrangler Unlimited for that matter. But I did invite him to come with me on my next Roush Creek off-road trip before he starts to ridicule my Rubicon. I even posted a comment on his section, comment section on his article, but guess what? He didn't even let my comment be posted, so go figure. Anyway, first off, to the author of this article, a Jeep Wrangler is not a car. (laughs) The author in this article also used scores, surveys, and rankings to compare the Jeep Wrangler to other cars. Well, you know, that's a comparison like a health magazine comparing a plate full of leafy green veggies and a piece of organic grilled chicken to a plate of fully loaded cheesy nachos Mm. or a chocolate lava Mm. cake ice cream sundae smothered in chocolate. You know, the sundae and nachos, they're so delicious and fun, and eating them makes you very happy. But we know we Mm -hmm. need a little extra exercise to (laughs) indulge in such fantastic treats but it's worth the extra effort. So basically, the Wrangler is like a plate of cheesy nachos. And we know they're fun, and that's why we we get them. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, we have a little extra effort that we need, like putting more gas into the Wrangler. But anyway, so I'm not even sure why this author could even consider the Jeep Wrangler in the same category as these other vehicles. It's truly a -a one-of-a-kind mode of transportation. 
I would also like to point out, I don't understand why people always feel it necessary to bash the Jeep Wrangler. I guess maybe they're just jealous. Anyway, they have record sales and more and more people are out enjoying them on the off-road trails. Folks are joining in on the fun and making their Jeep uniques to themselves. So just like all the Wrangler and Wrangler and Unlimited owners feel, the good of the Wrangler outweighs the bad. And I'm going to point out a few other things this article, um, the statements in this article, some counterpoints to the author. Um, he stated, though some might argue the iconic Wrangler and its four-door Wrangler Unlimited version are among the best performing off-road vehicles, um, there's no argument here. It's a fact. That is what the Wrangler was made for. He also stated, suffer from limited passenger comfort. Okay, no one ever bought a Jeep Wrangler or a JKU intended to buy the Jeep for the comfort of cruising down the interstate like a luxury vehicle. When we buy our JK or our JKU, most of the time, we plan on taking it out on the rocky, off-the-beaten-path roads, the sandy beach, or those muddy trails through the woods. So, of course, comfort doesn't come in mind. How on earth could it when we love bouncing around on those bumpy roads? Do you think folks ride roller coasters are looking for a leisurely ride up and down the tracks? No, we do it for the adrenaline rush and the thrill. He also stated the harsh and erratic ride. Well, I will give the author this one. When driving at high speeds down the interstate, which by the way, we really should be reducing our speeds when driving. But anyway, I fixed this problem with the steering attenuator, and you can check out my blog for that review. But anyway, he also stated handling abilities. Well, my Jeep Wrangler Unlimited handles fabulously. I can go where 99% of most other vehicles cannot go. So how would that constitute having handling ability issues? He also stated it has excessive wind noise at higher speeds. Well, geez, no shit. Oh, can I say that? Sorry. No, anyway, anyone with common sense would know this and would expect it when cruising down the road at high speeds with the sun in your face and the wind in our hair. Oh, and by the way, most Jeepers don't ride at high speeds down the road because we are never in a hurry to get anywhere because we are enjoying our time driving around in our topless, quote, car. Anyway, he stated they have great resale value. Well, of course, because everybody loves the Jeep Wrangler. He also stated Wranglers placed among the lowest scoring models in Consumer Reports testing. Well, just like any type of survey, stats, or testing, they can be skewed depending on the test and the questions asked. I bet none of those vehicles were tested on the Rubicon Trail. Or were any other vehicles tested driving down the interstate with their tops off? And were any of them compared while driving on the sandy beaches anywhere in the world? I bet not. So the Unlimited is also falling on its worst values list. I'm not exactly sure what he meant, but I didn't, wasn't sure what kind of values list he meant. But the value list for me when I bought my new vehicle was all about fun and freedom, the ability to take my top off, take the doors off, to be able to drive on the road before the snowplow even came through, to drive over rocks and down trees, to go anywhere, to be a part of a community of like-minded, friendly people, the camaraderie in the Jeep community, and the Jeep therapy, and to modify my vehicle to fit my personality. So there you go. 
But I guess it's good to have articles like these written because it keeps people from purchasing more Jeeps, which means there are less Jeeps on the trail so they don't get overcrowded. So anyway, this guy just kind of ticked me off. So I had to vent a little tonight, Tony and Josh. Yeah, that's all right. We all get there. And uh, well, I've mentioned it many times on This Week in Jeep with uh, different stories and how other columnists and uh, blogs and sites and stuff like that, these writers call a Jeep a car. And granted, there might be a couple out there that might qualify for that, but certainly our Cherokees, the XJ, uh, I'm going to go ahead and even lump in any CJ and every single ZJ out there uh, with a smattering of WJs and, of course, our beloved Wranglers as well. These are not cars, people, and nor should they be called as such. Nobody won a world war in a BMW. <sighs> not that right. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, come on. This is what these vehicles were made for to go mm-hmm. off-road. And I, I guarantee you, if you took a modern-day JK and took it back you know, uh, 60 years to World War II and, and said, here, soldier, drive this, they would be amazed at the technology, certainly, and, and the ability to go f- faster than 50 miles an hour. But looking at the utilitarian uh, of the, the Willys Jeep compared to what we're driving today, these are like modern miracles. They're cream puffs compared to the, the, the original Jeeps. So, you know, no, it's not a BMW. No, it's not going to be a Mercedes. It's not going to be any of those things that, uh, that cost uh, uh, the same or more. They don't do 180 miles an hour on the Audubon. But, my God, we don't want them to. We want it to be different. We want to be able to go anywhere, not fast. So, yeah, uh, I, I firmly stand by your uh, <laughs> what you said, Tammy, and I'd stop reading things from people like that because they don't understand. I know, but I, I feel I always need to speak my mind, and I guess that's why we live in America, so we have the freedom to do that. Well, so far. Uh, sh- <laughs> yeah, well, so far, but uh, we'll see if that, uh, if that changes anytime soon. Hopefully it won't. I mean, this, this thing that we talked about recently about manufacturers, car manufacturers wanting to license uh, the ability to, to make modifications and even work oh, yeah. on your vehicle. That, that really pisses me off. I mean, somebody wants me to pay uh, 40 grand for a vehicle and then pay even more to have it worked on. But, and, and then there's the, the engineered obsolescence of things uh, that they could get into because they know that they've got you by the short hairs. But anyway, I'll, uh, I'll stop and uh, let's get to this uh, colorful promo from the Paps Boys. Hey folks, I'm Clyde and this is Tommy from the Pops Boys Horror House. You're listening to the XJ Talk Show with Tony and Josh. Cheers! What about Tammy? <laughs> they should make one just for me. They need to. I mean, you know they're not doing anything over there anyway except drinking beer. They got time. They could uncork a bottle of wine. <laughs> I just, I don't see that in the garage. Amazon.com and the XJ Talk Show present You Bought What? Oh, that was oh. A, that's a really nice promo, but I don't know what the hell this is, Josh. Yeah, well, what have you guys bought? Well, we're going to find out here in just a minute. How this works is, well, the XJ Talk Show and Amazon.com have got a great little relationship set up. It's a great way for you guys to support your favorite off-road podcast. How does it work, you say? Well, all you have to do is head over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. You'll find an Amazon banner there, which you will click on. Once doing so, it'll take you straight to amazon.com, where you can continue to do your online shopping and get the best deals manageable for, well, just about anything that you can imagine. Amazon has agreed to give us a small little kickback, a 
Play a little pittance for you guys uh, doing this. And, well, you're not going to pay a red cent more. Not a dime. There is no markup additionally for this service. Nope. All it is is a great way to stick it to the man, the big corporate <laughs> entity of Amazon.com, and help us out. Keep the lights on over at the XJ Talk Show, Talk Show Command Center. And, uh, well, we get the list of what you guys have bought. Now, we don't get to see who buys what, which sometimes makes it very interesting because you can imagine what kind of uh, fun you could have with a uh, an anonymous purchase, as it were, and send us a curveball every now and again. Uh, those are a lot of fun. We don't have any of those tonight, but we do have some other products to share with you guys, some stuff that you guys have bought. I had a friend in gym class that had a curveball. It was really strange. So the uh, there's this... Uh, <laughs> Our first purchase uh, on the list tonight is a Bofing UV5RA, which is always colorful uh, on a podcast, a ham two-way radio, uh, 136 megahertz uh, to 480 megahertz. It's a dual bander, and uh, it's a transceiver. So it's basically your basic walkie-talkie that you can use on ham radio, and Josh is holding up one right there for our our folks that are watching us uh, live video or uh, watching us on the recorded U- YouTube Anyway, it has Very a, similar. and this is interesting. They actually say on the, the listing, uh, Amazon listing, it has a more stubborn case. So you may have a bit of a problem uh, getting this thing, uh, I don't know, to, to do what it needs to do because it's going to be stubborn about it. Uh, I think what they mean is that it's, uh, I guess that was stronger, probably written. Maybe? I guess it was written by the Chinese. That Maybe that's why it says stubborn. But yeah, stronger, uh, more impact resistant, and, uh, and and this one has more rich and enhanced features. And of course, I already mentioned the frequency range. It has 128 channels of memory, so you can put in 128 simplex or duplex uh, repeater frequencies, whatever you like. It's a dual wow. band and a frequency display, dual standby. Oh, that's nice because a dual standby means that you can monitor another uh, another frequency and it will go back and forth uh, while it's uh, while you're talking on a, a repeater or whatever. So if you have somebody that you're expecting to talk to on a direct frequency later, you can actually hear them when they call you. So that's very a very nice feature. Uh, comes with uh, all necessary accessories backed up by 12-month seller warranty. So for 28 bucks. You got twelve months of warranty on this thing, so I uh, want to take uh, the time to say thank you and a nice salute to whoever it was that uh, purchased that by first uh, going to Amazon.com, uh, our little banner, and then going to Amazon.com and making the purchase. That's right, and I've got one here out of the electronics field as well. This is an Apple iPod Touch, sixty-four gigabyte in yellow. This is a fifth generation, the newest model, and they sell for, well, about 190 bucks on Amazon.com. Pretty good deal for the latest iPod Touch. Four-inch diagonal widescreen multi-touch display, over 40 hours of music playback when fully charged, and up to eight hours of video playback when fully charged. And this plays back, well, pretty much every video and audio format that there is out there. You can get yours on Amazon.com by heading over to xjtalk.com first, or xjtalkshow.com first, and clicking on our Amazon banner. And for all you farmers and ranchers out here, here's one for you. If you have rabbits, it's a rabbit hutch with an outdoor run and wheels. So you can move it around wherever you need it. It's for about $225. It's a two-story hutch with an upper retreat areas divided by a sliding door. It has special features, including wheels on one end and an attic with a removable floor. Now it has a non-slip ramp, for, you know, when it gets icy out, I guess. I don't know. And a hatch door to restrict access between levels. To You know, when the kids start fighting, you can put them in their separate rooms. 
Seriously. Um, a hinged roof with locking open arms on one side and a plastic pull-out tray for easy, quick and easy cleaning. I guess that's for the, the droppings, maybe. Mm -hmm. I had to go see what this oh, was this, at first. Did you, see, did you look at it? Yeah. This is fancy. I'm, I'm looking yeah, at this a, thing, it's too. It's a little rabbit house. Yeah. yeah. This thing is really cool. A rabbit house. Nothing. Yeah. This thing's a dang condo. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. huge. <laughs> Yeah, no, this really is pretty big. It's uh, it, it, this is really cool. I mean, not everybody's into into rabbits or livestock or anything like that, but uh, man, that's, that's that's about cooler than any doghouse I've ever seen. You know, I was thinking whenever I uh, saw how big and fancy this was, I was thinking this might be a curveball for us, and we just didn't realize it. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and something like that, you know, it might even be free shipping, but I don't, I don't know about uh, about that uh, because of the weight. But that is really cool. I'm sure some assembly is required oh, on something like that. Yeah. yeah. So once again, guys, you want to get in on the fun? Throw us a curveball or just help support the show. Please head over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. Find our Amazon banner, click on it, and go ahead and do some shopping. A little bit of retail therapy there for you guys. And a great way to help support the show. We just found out what you bought. Oh my God, I just can't believe that made it on the list. Well, you know, I was talking about going uh, wheeling very soon, and, and I hope it. I hope that does work out uh, where I can go. You just never know with a Jeep when something else might break or something else might come up. But right now, it's mm -hmm. looking good. So uh, now we get to hear from Josh on some of the places where you can go wheeling in your area. That's right. Wheeling where? And uh, this is where we talk about events that are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. World Extreme Rock Crawling, otherwise known as We Rock, the Western Series is coming to the Wrangley Rock Crawling Park in Wrangley, Colorado. Saturday, June 13th through Sunday, June 14th. If you're looking for the best in hardcore off-road and rock crawling, rock crawling racing, then look no further than We Rock. This is going to be a bruiser, folks, as this is the, one of the courses that's one of the most difficult in the series. For more information, head to WeRockLive.com. Grand Slam West hosts the 18th annual Grand Slam West, June 11th through the 14th, Moab, Utah. For more information of this Grand Cherokee event, please head to GSW.MallCrawlin.com. And finally, Kansas Rocks Recreation Park hosts the Crawl Fest competition, June 13th, Lenexa, Kansas. For more information, head to ksrockspark.com. And don't forget, Jeep Junkies, whether you're at the park, in the woods, in the rocks, or even down on the beach, if you pack it in, pack it out. And remember to tread lightly. Leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better, condition than when you arrived. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. Hey, real quick, I want to give a big uh, congratulations to poor boy who's in our chat room. He's got a lift coming, uh, a lift install coming up on his Cherokee this week, and uh, I hope to see him out on the trails very soon. And I want to give an early congratulations to Cody on the upcoming new addition to the family. Yep, yep, and uh, we'll have some more, <clears throat> uh, more voicemails and information from uh, from Cody on uh, upcoming episodes of the XJ Talk Show. And uh, well, we just really appreciate you being here. Uh, and listening to all our shenanigans and uh, our faux pas and uh, whatnot. Hey, Tammy, where can people find more about you? You don't say. <laughs> it's muted, Tammy. Oops, I muted again. Sorry. Oopsie. You can catch me at www.jeepmama.com. And I'd also like to mention to Cody um, harness straps. Oh, yeah. For the kids. Mm, there you go. 
Absolutely. Very good. Well, and you guys can strap in and enjoy the XJ Talk Show each and every week, 10 p.m. Central over at xjtalkshow.com. You can also find our entire archive of podcasts there for your downloading pleasure, 100% free. And uh, we encourage you guys to head over to iTunes. Please subscribe. You can get all the latest episodes and the bonus episodes, too, as they come out. And make sure you guys visit and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash xjtalk.page. We are on the Twitter, as Tony would like to say, <laughs> at xjtalk. Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, iTunes, of course, YouTube.com slash XJ Talk. Make sure you guys are subscribing to that. Please. What is what is that that you say whenever you say it's free? It's 100% gracias. Gratis. Gratis. <laughs> I like gracias. 100% thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. That about does it for us tonight. Make sure you join us next week. XJTalkShow.com. We'll see you there. Have a great Jeep hey. week. And, you know, Josh is the only one that forgot to wave at the beginning of the show. I remember. Yes. Waved. It was late. It was down low, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't use my hands. (laughs) Oh, gee. On this week's XJ Talk Show, Jeep tries their best to deal with the deja vu training problems at the new Renegade. And FCA has set a huge milestone with 5 million Pentastar engines being made. We cover a post on XJTalk.com about lockers and discuss the headlight issue common to Jeeps. Steve gives us some quick Jeep tips and John has made some radio com tech about TV antenna tuning. He's made some stuff about some things. And some things and some <laughs> other deals. <laughs> <laughs> and we spread some of that YouTube love. <laughs> All right, I'm going to reset that timer. That's a good one for the uh, for the blooper reel. And we'll do it again in three, two, one, going. On this week's XJ Talk Show, Jeep tries their best to deal with the deja vu training problems of the new Renegade. And FCA has set a huge milestone with 5 million Pentastar engines being made. We cover a post on XJTalk.com about lockers and discuss the dim headlight issue common to Jeeps. Steve gives us some quick Jeep tips, and John has some radio com tech about CB antenna tuning. We spread some of that YouTube love, and we're going to talk about love and things and tires and a couple of Jeeps. 